morning. Come on, how y'all doing this morning? Come on, come on, how y'all doing this morning? All right, all right. What a mighty God we serve who is worthy to be praised. We serve a faithful and an awesome God. And um, it's good to be here with you guys again. Do what the Lord has called us to do. Let's pray. Spirit living God, let your rain drop from heaven for fresh upon your people. Spirit living God, let your rain drop from heaven for fresh upon your word. Spirit living, living God, let your rain drop from heaven revive your servant this morning. Lord, let me decrease that your spirit might increase. I pray, God, for transparency. They might see through me through your son. But, Father, in case they stop at your servant, please send your servant to a detour sign that I may show them the way to the cross. Because God is absolutely nothing about me. This is completely all about you. God is completely all about you and absolutely nothing about me. I pray for three things this morning. I pray for challenge. I pray for conviction. Oh, God, I pray for spirit of change. If your people are challenged, convicted by the word, they will be changed by the same power, that same word. Let your spirit have the right of way. Please, God, accept all from today I present to you in thy sight, the Lord and my Redeemer. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Um, we had something called the God Principle. Um, we've been doing, we haven't been here, we've been kind of, you should have, you're getting your handouts right now, your, your notes on you would have for this, this message today. Um, it's on teamwork. Well, really, the, the message is called Staying Focused for the Long Haul. Um, the one thing about getting older, a lot of young kids don't get this yet, but you guys will. Say, keep living. Keep living. You too, Demaja, keep living. Um, as you get older, you start asking yourself questions. Start asking yourself, where am I at? And one thing about I had a birthday this year and, and, and last week, and it's one more, one more year getting ready to go home. You know what I'm saying? And it could be any day, but one more year. And, 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 and went to a family reunion this year, this, this week, and seeing the seniors who are 70 and 80 years old keep pushing about keep the family alive, keep the family alive. And, and God just kept pushing on my heart, are we being focused for the long haul? Look at society and how society is, is shifting and the fights that we've had in society over race wars and political, politic wars. And our founding fathers never truly designed this to be this way. We somehow lost the, the, long, the long range goal of, what we, of, the, of this perfect union. And so I want to hit you today with a message in, in Genesis, Genesis chapter 24. It's a, great, it's a great story. The whole chapter, I'm going to try to do the whole chapter for you. Um, it's one of the greatest stories about being focused at the end of the race and setting some goals. Matter of fact, the word success in this chapter is used five times more than any other place else in the Bible. He, he's truly asking for God to, to, be, to bless him. It, goes, it has 54 verses in it, and I'm telling you, go back, I'm suggesting go back tonight and read it, and you'll be blessed. This is what the Lord says. Now, Abraham was old. He was what? Well, advanced in age. I mean, now, he's already, he's 117 years old. I mean, that's pretty old. He's old. <laughs> 17 years old. He's pretty old. And the Lord, and the Lord had did what? Blessed Abraham in what? In all things. Everything Abraham was doing, God blessed him. He was faithful the entire time. The first thing Abraham did, he determined his position. On your notes, the first hand, the first thing you want you, I want you to determine your position. You, I want to ask you, you need to ask yourself, where am I 
right now? Where am I right now? If, if we don't understand where we are right now, we'll never, we'll never be able to understand where we're going to go. You want a pencil? Please see the, the, the lung ladies hanging out. Should have your pencils. I want, you to, I want you really to get these notes and go back, take them home and study them and, and, and really digest them. If I, if, I called, if I called you today and I, and I someone called you and says, um, where you at? You said, I'm in New Season Church. Well, I'm trying to get there. What's the first thing you would ask them? Where are you at? You cannot give someone directions here until you first find out where are you. Well, Abraham was old. His son Isaac didn't have a wife. Didn't have anyone to pass down his legacy. So he determined, listen, I got to do do certain things. Psalms 112, verse 1 says this here. Praise the Lord. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who delights greatly in his commandments. His descendants will be mighty on the earth. The generation of the, of the upright will be blessed. Wealth and riches will be in his house. And his righteousness will what? Endure forever. This is a promise of God. And Abraham knew that. He said, no, you know something? He promised that I would have descendants more than the sand in the sea. But yet my son doesn't have a wife. There's something wrong with that. The promised seed doesn't have a wife. And I got to see the, the wife of my son. But here's something that, that, that you need to ask yourself specifically. Where am I now? Spiritually, physically, emotionally, relationally. Be honest with yourself. Where am I now? Determine your position. Where are you? The first law of leadership by Master Priest says is to define your reality. Where am I right now? Spiritually, physically, emotionally, relationally. And key word, be honest. <laughs> and what would I like to change? Be honest about that too. I, I, I was on a um a lifestyle change before the consecration. And I lost almost I lost about forty five pounds. But after the consecration, I didn't stay focused, but I put on twenty one pounds. <laughs> so I gotta get back on back I gotta get back what? Focus. Now, if I'm not honest with myself, just say, oh, I'm okay. No, I'm not. The scale said 21.5 pounds today. You cannot get to your next level or really define where you are today if you're not honest with your today. One thing we have a problem with, we, we, see, we see our lives in two places. We see what we want to see and we see it is a reality. Be honest with yourself. Where am I right now? Be real, be, um, um, Jim Collins says, be brutally honest. If, you don't honest, if you're not honest with your, with your today, your vision future, your pathway will be skewed because you're not telling yourself the truth of where you are today. And what I'd like to change, be honest. I'm going to change. I'm going to go back to not having sugars. I found out that sugar was a big problem. You get gain weight with sugars, a lot of bread. So I'm going to go adjust my stuff back to what I did. I lost that 40 pounds in about six weeks. So I'm going to go back to that, being honest. I'm going to try to get back to the gym at least five times a week, four times a week, instead of once a week I do now. So what? I'm being honest. I'm making, I'm making changes that I can effectively make in my life. But I got to be what? Honest. I got to be real. And I want you to ask three things. Be spiritually. All right, where are you spiritually? Where, where, where? And I put that first because without that being number one, the rest doesn't matter. Who cares if the body is, is looking like um, a, a, a bodybuilder, but my spirit's going to hell? 
I first care about how's your, is your spirit in shape. If your spirit is in shape, forget your body. That's what sometimes I have a problem with. I said, my spirit is good, so my body, whatever. I'm going to go to heaven fat and happy in Jesus' name. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> so, so I use that as a crutch. <laughs> so, <laughs> but where are you spiritually? And here's the thing. Where are you emotionally? Are you depressed? Are you, are you, are you so detached to somebody that you can't see reality? And here's, what, here's something. How, how's your friendships? How are your relationships? Do you have any friends that, that you consider friends? Do you have any good long-term people that you hang out with? I mean, how's that going? And Lord, I'd like to change. And next I want to sh- talk. It says here, next, I want you to define your purpose. After you determine your, your, your position, I want you to define your purpose. Where am I going? Where am I going? Once I, I, I know I'm at, so I want to get you something to help you teach you something that you can get to from point A to point B. A lot of us get stuck at point A and never move forward. Remember now, the verse first says that Abraham was what? Old. And one thing I found out about as you're getting older, there are certain things you want to have as you get older that if you don't ask yourself the right questions, guess what? You'll never get there. And no matter how, how much you want to get there, you won't get there if you don't ask the right questions. Look what Abraham said in Genesis 3. He says, I'll make you swear by the Lord God. He, now he had a servant. He took his servant and said, listen here. And he do something for me. He said, I will make you swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and the God of earth, that you will not take a wife for my son from the daughters of the what? He said, I don't, wanna, I don't want you to give me a daughter. I, want, I don't want to get a wife from this, this camp here. I want you to go back to my homeland. Give me a wife from my homeland. He said in verse 4, but you shall go to my what? And to my family and take a wife for what? He said, listen, I need you to go back. My son's old. I'm getting, I'm, I'm getting old. My son doesn't have a, doesn't have a wife. I got to make something happen. What are the things in your life that you just tell yourself, I need to make something happen? These are questions you have to ask yourself. Because, matter of fact, I got some questions I want you to ask yourself. Three questions to help you define what? Purpose. What do I want to what? Be. What else? Do. Have. In the end. In order to find your purpose, I want you to ask these three questions. What do I want to be? What do I want to do? And what do I want to have in the end? If you don't ask, if, if you don't have, if these questions aren't answered, guess what? You can't win. You're just kind of just walking out there aimlessly doing nothing, and there's nothing that, that can help you because you have no roadmap. And one thing I'm finding out about today's, today's, today's people, we, we live in the moment so much. We, don't, we live in the moment and not in the movement. You cannot have a movement without a roadmap. And we don't have roadmaps. We just want to live our lives and say, whatever. You can't do that. You gotta say, where do I wanna go? What what I wanna be? What I wanna do. I'm I'm at I'm at my um in my fifties and I'm exactly where I wanna be at. There is nothing else I wanna do. Even when I was young and I wanted to play football, I figured by the time I play football for a couple of years, retire, I can still be a preacher in my thirties. So I'm right where I wanna be. Well, at the I wanna be a preacher, I wanna be a pastoring, I'm right where I wanna be. I'm doing what I wanted, what I'm doing. Now, the half part, I'm still working on the half. 
There's a lot more things I want to get before I'm done. As far as doing ministry, as far as um, planting churches, as far as changing the world. But guess what? I wrote this, I wrote this vision out 20 years ago. I wrote New Seasons Vision out in 2000, no, in 1995. I wrote this vision out. That's a long time ago. When I went to when I went to interview for Highland Park, one of the things that made them um, pick me, they said, "Do you have a vision?" I reached in my wallet, and I pulled out the vision I had in my wallet. It's been in my so they I interviewed for them in 2001. So it's been in my wallet for six years. I pulled this piece of paper, I unfolded it. See, here's my vision, and I read out I read out to them the new season vision about being a spiritual hospital life. Because I wrote it in 1995. And guess what? I'm getting closer and closer to getting that thing done. I had a what? I had a purpose. You know, and I had a roadmap in my mind where it was going. I'm going to ask you a question. Do you have that? And young people, let me tell you something. Without having that, you will fall for anything. And, and the one thing you got to be careful of, in verse 5, the servant, and the servant answered, but what if woman refuses to leave home and come to me. Do I then take your son back to your home country? Let me tell you something. You are always going to have the what if people in your life. You will never not have the what ifs. Them the haters. Somebody say them the haters. You always have the what ifs. Well, you can't. Well, what? what well, why? Why? We because of your goals, because of where you're going. When the what ifs comes, your purpose should be so ingrained in your head when what if comes it doesn't deter you from where you're going had a whole lot of people tell me this ain't gonna work this ain't gonna work but this year i was so focused on what i wrote down it gave me the endurance and the strength to walk through the what ifs and the naysayers because why i knew what god directly told me and i was going to that end because why i had a goal i had a task i wanted that god gave me if you don't have that written down people in there what ifs and the haters will cause you to lose your focus. Abraham said, I'm getting old. My son doesn't have a wife. I need descendants. Go give me a bride right now. And guess what? She'll be there because God will take care of her. Let me show you something next. Week. He says, this is something John F. Kennedy said, which is really cool. He says, never confuse decision making with what? John F. Kennedy wrote some great, great um, leadership stuff that was absolutely incredible. Um, truly is. I've been reading, he wrote, uh, I'm reading some stuff on him lately because all this um, political nonsense is going on. I'm reading some John F. Kennedy stuff, and uh, he's a pre- he was a pretty amazing man to be that at his age. And never confuse decision-making with problem-solving. Not, I got to make a decision. I'm not solving the problem. I'm making, I'm making a decision. If you don't make decisions, you're going to go wrong. The what-ifs will come. The haters will come. Once you determine your position, define your purpose, this is what you want next I want you to do. I want you to discover your promise. Find a promise. Find a promise in God's word that you can tap into, that you can connect with. Look, look what Abraham had in verse 7. Check this out. So important. For the Lord, for the Lord, the God of who? Come on, y'all help me out now. I want y'all, don't, don't, just, don't just listen to me. I want you to talk back with me now. 
for the Lord, for the Lord, the God of heaven, who what? From my what? So Abraham is what? Remembering what God did. He was doing fine in his father's house, taking care of business. And God said, Abraham, time for you to leave. I got some for you. So he's reminding what God told him. He said, now, in my native land, see, did what? Somebody what? Promised to do what? To my what? He will send his what? Ahead of you, and he will what? And you find a wife there for my what? He said, no. God told me I'm going to be blessed to be what? I will curse those who curse you. I will bless those who bless you. Abraham had a promise way back in his 70s. About now, probably God probably told Abraham to leave him in his 50s. Now he's 117. So 77 years ago, God said, I'm going to bless you. And guess what Abraham did? He held on to that promise. What promise are you holding on to? Ask yourself, what promise do I got? What am I using? What am I claiming? What am I believing that? What am I asking God? What in, in God's word am I using to keep me focused, to keep me going forward in my life? What are you? See, the one thing, one reason why a lot of us don't make it, we don't claim the promises of God. We don't claim, we, 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 we want to quote cliches, but guess what you need? You need more than a cliche. You need God's word to hold on to. Let me give you a couple of promises right quick. Here's one in Proverbs. But whoever listens to me, with will what? And I will be what? Without what? Is that a good promise? In, in, in today's world of shooting up, banging up, killing everybody else, it's good to know that he who listens to what? To the Lord will what? Dwell what? And will be what? Without fear. That's a cool promise to have in, in, in my heart in, in troubling, crazy times we're living in right now. Guess what? I got another one for you. Here's another one. Corinthians says what? No temptation has what? Except such as what? But guess what? God is what? Who will not allow you to be what? Beyond what? Hold up. Is that a cool promise? No matter what goes on in my life, no matter what happens, God's word says there's nothing going to happen to me that I cannot handle because what? He's able. But with the temptation, will what? Escape that you'll be able to what? God said, listen here, no matter what you go through, no matter what happens in your life, I will make sure you, you can handle it. You can take it, and guess what? In case you can't, I, there's, I got a way out for you. There's three promises in there. First of all, he what? He's faithful. Okay? He's not going to put on you the more than you can bear. And if you are tripping on what you can't take, I got an escape for that. That's three promises in one verse. Are you claiming that? If, if that don't do for you, here's, here's the last one. Now unto him who is able to what? What does that say? God going to do what? So I'm stumbling. I'm, I'm being to walk straight. He holding me, he holding me up and present you what? So he, so there's three promises, there's three promises in this one verse too. First, God can do what for me? Keep me what? Second, he's going to do, he's going to do what? Present me what? When, when, when I come before God, I'm going to be what? And I'm going to have what? Exceedingly joy. How many of y'all want those promises? See, see, but you can't get that without knowing God's word. So I want you today, tonight, oh, that's why I got you 
these long notes. I got these notes. I, I spent all night writing these notes on you. I want you to go home tonight and find you a promise. You know there's three, there's over 3,000 promises in the Bible? 3,000. I couldn't write all 3,000 for you because y'all don't have a whole lot of more sheets, but <laughs> I thought I gave you three, <laughs> which is you can go keep on. But check it out. I gave you three out of 3,000. I mean, it's at a minimum, there's 2,997 more you can go find. How many of y'all want to go find the 2,997 for yourself? Find one. I found three. You know what my three was? That I'm fearful in what? I'm the apple of what? And I'm what? Those are my three. <laughs> I live and die, no promises. I am, no matter what I'm going through, I'm fearfully one that's made. God promised I'm the apple of his eye. And God promised me I'm going to be blessed to be a blessing. Those are my three. Those are my three. Three. Bible says a threefold cord is hard to break. So, I, so find your three promises. What three promises that you will have for the rest of your life? If the ones I gave you, cool. Or find your own three. And get those promises and don't pull. Let nothing in life pull you from those three promises. Let, also want to show you. Describe the prophet. Pastor, prophet, yeah. How many, you know, you know, how many know we are, um, how can I say this here? We are very selfish people. Somebody say amen. Let's be real. We are selfish. How many people know we, we, we love, we, how many people know we love ourselves? Come on, get real. How many of y'all love yourself? If you don't love yourself, you, you want to you commit suicide. You love yourself. You love, I love some, how many of y'all love yourself some you? Amen. You love yourself some you. Okay. So that's how God made us, to love ourselves some us. So when we're doing something, even, even with a team, um, Kevin Durant is a good ball player. He was tired of being with, o- with Oakland because he couldn't win them championships. He a team player. He said, I'm going to go to a team because I want to get a what? I want to get a championship. I don't want to retire like Barkley, all that noise, but no ring. If, if I come back to Oakland like LeBron did with Cleveland, after I get a ring and help them get a ring, but I'm going to give me a ring first. So I'm going to join me a team that can get a ring, get a couple of rings, then go back to Oakland to be the hero and get them a ring. But I'm going to get me one first. That's what LeBron did. He got two rings, three rings, two rings at Miami. So okay, I got my ring. I'm going to go to Hall of Fame. Now I'm going to go back to Cleveland and get them a ring and be a, and be a, 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 a live forever in the minds of Cleveland. He knew his prophet. He knew, he, knew his, his, he knew his end game. Here's things I want you to, to ask yourself. What is the reward? Why do I want to do, do this? Why do I want to ask God to give me a church? When, when God called me to, to get a church to, I didn't say, give me a church, God, that big t- with, with a bunch of buildings. No. I wanted a spiritual hospital. I want to build, I want to, I want to build a, a ministry that met people right where they are. When you come into a hospital, they don't say, oh, no, you can't come here because you gotta, we, don't, we, don't, we don't deal with that issue. No. You, bring, you go to the hospital. They assess your issue. They fix it. They, they, or they send you to a different ward, different place. But you go to the hospital to get healed and get well. I grew up in churches where if you was a certain kind of person, you couldn't hang out with them. You couldn't go to certain churches. I wanted to build a church that took everybody and loved everybody. And that was, on, uh, was my reward, to bless people and to not have people go through what I went through. 
That's one of the main reasons why I started the season church. Because I didn't want people to go through what I went through. When I was raising my kids by myself, my church didn't help me at all. They just, they just did the whole nine thing. We'll pray for you. Bless you. How do you know that bless you and pray for you don't work all the time? <laughs> Sometimes you need someone to come there and walk with you and, and, and be by your side. Sit down with you, talk to you, you know, spend some time with you. They may not get to, you know, some, a lot of times I didn't need, no, I didn't need anything but just someone to come by and sit down and just talk with me for a little bit. No one in the church. That, but I asked myself, was that, how much of that was me being very reserved, being very protective of my family? I asked, you can ask those questions. What do I want? What, why do I want it? What's your passion? What do you guys, what, what do you want? in life. What do you want? Especially those of us who are getting old, what do we want? What do you want to, at the end of the grace, what do you want to see? You know, um, I got this family reunion, and I'm going, good night. Is this it? Who's, who's starting to take the thing to the next level? So I'm looking at New Seasons Church as I'm getting older. I'm going, who's going to take this thing to the next level? These kids, these we got these kids growing up. If if y'all don't get excited about this church, it dies when we die. And guess what? That's not the goal. That's not the plan. The plan is to hand this off to y'all. But if y'all don't excited and motivated about what God can do with y'all and through y'all, and get excited about taking it to the to, to the next level, then what's if you don't feel you're part of the team, you you got the jerseys on today, and and because it's, it's you're part of this team. Abraham was already blessed, was he not? He had all the promises of God. But Abraham realized, hold up. My teammate, my son, hasn't got what he needed to get done for the, for the, total, for the complete victory. He's got to have a wife. So in order for me to be complete in myself, my son got to get his part done, and then I'll be complete. You know what? How are you feeling about other people in the church as a whole? Are you helping the team win? How will I finish? How will I feel when I finish? When when I when I when I go home to, when, when it's time to, to walk away, and all we got is just a couple of buildings and no and no transfer, I will not be happy. I will honestly feel that I failed. I will. I, I, I don't care. We have. A huge church. I don't care. We have the, the Kmart. If I don't see that we have an opportunity to transfer this thing and take it and jump, go down another generation, I fail. I want to see a vibrant youth ministry, a vibrant young adult ministry, a vibrant church plan ministry. People excited about doing work of the work of the Lord. At that point, I've won. We we've won because the team the thing keeps going. Reason why I like the Yankees, they keep going. They had 27 rings. Come on, somebody. Get, come on. They, 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 got, they, got, they, they champions for 1920. And we're going to get one. We're going to get one soon. We're going to get one soon. In Jesus' name, we're going to get one soon. Don't y'all play. Hey, we're going to get one soon. Matter this be the first. This be the first. If we got three years, we got three years. If we don't get one in, the, in this in this 2010s decade, this will be the first decade since we started the Yankees. We have not won a World Series. In fact, since, since the day baseball started, every decade, the Yankees have won a World Series. We got three years. If we don't get the one in, in three, three years, it'll be the first time 
in the history of New York Yankees, we have not won a World Series. That's the legacy. I want that for New Seasons Church. I don't want to go years and years like the Padres. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. And never, ever <laughs> have a championship in Jesus' day. <laughs> what motivated Elliot? What motivated? Here you go. Isaac would get a what? God's purpose would be what? His master or his what? Team would be what? And what happened to him? What motivates you? What's motivating you? What's motivating you? What's motivating you? If um, I'm gearing, I'm gearing, I'm not, I'm not a very good writer. Um, so in order to be to improve that, I'm thinking about starting a blog. If blogs is out there in the atmosphere and people read your stuff. And so I'm going to take a chance and start this blog and put down some of my thoughts. And so I can prove my, I'm, I'm trying to write a book. So I'm trying to write a book. So with time the, um, I'm in the process of writing a book. So with time the new building gets out, I'm going to have this book ready at the same time. And so I have a lot of stuff spoken out, but not written out. I was going to, you know, I've got to record. I record myself. I was going to send it to somebody, have them write it, but <laughs> I'm going to write my own stuff. So I'm going to get a blog. And um, I was thinking, how do I feel about where we're going as a society, as a people? I got some views about that. Um, my grandkids are staying with me this, this weekend. And um, how you know grandkids are different? kind of different and um and this one little show came on called the rap game i'm like turn up the kid no papa no you gotta watch it you gotta watch it i watch it please papa please okay so i watched this thing called the rap game speaking of mother it was the stupidest thing on the planet that i watched it was these five little kids One's like 12, from 12 to 16, want to be these rappers and whatnot. And this um, Jermaine Dupree, I guess his name is, owns this company and was going to give one of these five kids this contract and this big old gold medallion if they got the best rapper or the best potential. So you had this one little kid named Little Poopy. Poopy, whatever. What kind of name is that, Little Poopy? Who would name him? Why would, why would you name yourself Little Poopy, Little Doo-Doo? It, make, it didn't make sense, but Little Doo-Doo was like 9 or 10 years old, had a video that he did on YouTube. Here's this 9 or 10-year-old kid, has a video, had an older lady, he was hitting her behind. What does a 9-year-old kid know about doing that? But on the video, he was doing that. I'm going, okay. What's in that 9-year-old's mind about women? But you know about Lil Poopy, don't you? He has a million hits on his video. So a million kids or people have watched Little Poopy's video uh, of a 10-year-old 
and a grown woman with her butt like this here. He hitting it like this here at 10 years old. What does it tell other young men about women? So at 10, he's saying, they're nothing to me. Let's just hit it. I can disrespect them. So when it comes to telling you girls to respect yourselves, what is little pop poo-poo thinking about you? Because we're sitting going, that's a cool video. Uh, but look at what the video is saying. She's washing the car in tight jeans. She's older to be his mother. He's talking about that. She's a sex object at 10 years old. You girls see it go, that's cool, that's cool. Look what the video is saying about you as a woman. And even worse, what it's saying about me as a man. That I don't have any respect for a woman but to do that for her. She, I don't respect who she is, her personhood, her mind, her intelligence, what she brings to the table. All I care about is that she has tight jeans and a big butt. Is that what I want my son to know about, about a woman? But guess what? A million hits. Y'all know about little poopoo, don't y'all? You do. Do I want my kids to know that? My young men? No. So therefore, I'm going to write about that. You keep wanting to cry about live, black lives matter or white lives matter or all lives matter. Well, let's stop putting junk out there that say we don't, we don't matter. Then I saw a crazy, uh, another video. I went on YouTube just start hunting stuff down. I saw a crazy white video. I'm going, what in the world is this guy doing? He's like slapping to the, put, put your, your wife beater on. A wife beater? Why would you name a shirt called, why would you name a shirt called wife beater? You see what I'm saying? And this young kid is seeing this. That's going into the minds of the next generation. And guess what? Young people, it's going over your head. Oh, it's no big deal. Yes, it is. Because why? Your mind is being affected by it, and you don't even know it. So what I want, I want to make sure that at the end of the day, we don't fall for that stuff. Yes, sir. Oh. Huh. I wish I knew that song. Think about that. Because why? In today, there's no men around to even check a dude. You know, I, I, tell, I, tell, I tell women at church all the time, if you date somebody, and Matthew, it was funny, this young lady, I'm almost done, this young lady, um, she's kind of older, and she's dating somebody, and we're we going to meet, she's going to bring him to me in about two weeks. I said, you know what? He said, I know, he said, I know you ain't my daddy, but you, but you said you're going to check him. I said, I'm going to check him. I'm going to check him. I'm going to check him. Because why? I want him to know that any woman in this church, there's a man connected to her. You too, chick. Don't do to you on your own. There's a brother connected to you. You got a couple on your hand. You're going to be in trouble. And, the, and you too, little Cruz. Your dad, you too. We're going to be checking your girl too. You too, son. You, you, because why? We want you to know when you marry this kid here, there's a whole village around them ensuring this ain't going crazy. How many of you would love to have that if you, when you was growing up? I'd have had that when I was growing up. My dad was like, go on out there, boy. <laughs> Matter of fact, my father took me to my first encounter. Come on, son, be, go be a man. Get in there. Dad, I'm 12. Or she's 18. She'll show you what to do. 
So I have to be a man. I'm not trying to, that's not what I want to end the game with. What motiv- what's motivating you to change society? What's motivating you to, to, to fight? And, and, you know, one thing I realized about New Season, if you don't understand why we do what we do, you can't, ha- you can't endure the stuff we got to go through to get what we want to get done, done. This is just not about me building some churches. I'm trying to change a culture. You know, people are saying, this new whole election nonsense, you know, we got to vote this way, vote for the Supreme Court, you know, we got to, I said, you know what, I did a research on the Supreme Court. You know, every major church decision that we should have won that was Christian, we had a Republican-led Supreme Court and we lost anyway. Roe versus Way, which is the most important decision in the Christian world, we had five Republican judges and two Democrat judges, and we still lost seven to two. The doggone Prop 8, we, we, had, we, won, we had five to four. What happened? We lost five to four. I don't put no trust in man because the Supreme Court would always adjust itself to the culture. So, if they were about the Supreme Court, let's change the culture. We, we bring God back into the culture, the courts will do what the culture says to do. So the goal of New Season Church is to change the culture. Change the, the, the environment. If we don't do that, then guess what? Don't blame nobody but ourselves for not being part of something bigger than ourselves. Change our kids' mind. Give our young men dreams. Give our young girls dreams. Well, don't minimize who you are. But be something more than just, just to live. Who wants to just live? I want more than that. I may not be Spurgeon or, or Rick Warren, but guess what? I'm going to be the best AV I can be. When I get dealt with my life, I'm going to tell God, God, I laid all on the line to the best of my ability. To God be the glory. And guess what? I want to build a church. I want to build people. You be the best Sunday school teacher. You be the best mom. Be the best dad. Be the best grandma. Be the best father. Be the best friend. Be the best guy. Be the best person you can be to the glory of God. And when you've done that, you can hear the words, well done. What should motivate you to do the best you can do at where you are? That's why you're here at New Season Church. That's our purpose. That's our goal. To be a, a lifestyle what? Transformational church that changed people's lives and changed the culture. So once you got your position down, you got your purpose, you got your profit, you got your promise. Last thing I want you to I want you to desire in prayer. I want you to pray about it. I want you I want you to seek God. I want you to seek God about it. I want you to I want you to really go to God and pray about this thing. God, show me my problem. Show me my position. Where am I at, Lord? God, what's my purpose? God, what's my promise? What am I, what do I why do I want to do this? Pray. Because look look what in verse 12. He, he, the, the, the servant got to the, um, to the camp, got to the place he saw. He said, he said, oh, Lord, God of my master, Abraham, please give me what? This day. And what? My. If Abraham got blessed, who got blessed? If new seasons gets blessed, who else gets blessed? We get blessed. If I get blessed, do y'all gonna get blessed? 
I live, I live off of pink envelopes and, and my speaking engagements, and I'm one of the biggest tithes in the church. I tithe 30, 39% of my income goes back to the church. 39%. By the time I get done, by the time I get done 19 years, initially I want to give 90% back to New Seasons Church and live off 10. I'm at 38%. I'm at 39% now. I'm going next year I'm gonna go to 40. But guess what? God keep doing. He keep blessing me. <laughs> keep blessing the church. He keep blessing my speaking engagements. I go places because I don't tell people how much they gotta give me when I go speak. I just show up. So I just go speak and, and I leave. They give me give me the check. I put it in the envelope. Put it in my, my bag. I come back to home. Home I go. Good night. Praise Jesus. <laughs> I thought I was that good. <laughs> I don't know to ask, because why? I give that to God. I turn around and give 40% to the church. Every time. Every time I keep doing it, I guess I'm, and my speaking gave get, they get what? Get higher and higher. So I turn around, give more to God. I said, good night, y'all make my taxes messed up. I keep giving back. I keep giving it away, because my tax bag will be messed up for sure if I don't give it away. <laughs> because why? I'm blessed. Then when it gets tight, it gets rough during the summertime. People I've taken care of years will send me a check. Because why? God puts it in their heart. Take care of the man. Because I'm praying to God. God, you know my need. Take care of me. You told me to live on faith to help me get to the next level. Then God, do what you're supposed to do. And guess what he does? He shows up. He touches your hearts. Just thank you so much. The measure of, your, of our prayer is what? I pray, man. Let me tell you something. I know, I, I know why God, I know one of the reasons why God told me to go on faith. I pray a lot now. <laughs> when, when all you have is these puppies to worry about each week with y'all, <laughs> some of y'all don't even, even pay your tithes. Don't even give. Now I got to trust you're going to give to me by the Lord? Oh, I pray a lot. <laughs> I, got a <laughs> I got a wife, four kids. I got ten grandkids. I got a lot of, yeah. And Papa, could, and Papa can do everything. I pray a lot. <laughs> and guess what? He honors my prayers. What, what do you pray for? What are you seeking God for? L- let me give you some things. Um, your prayer reveals two things about you. Desire for your what? And your what? Are you, how bad do you want, how, how bad do you want it? Um, one thing, one thing I don't want to do, the what I don't want to do is go back and, and take a salary. Because then I'm saying, God, you n- you've not been faithful to me. You see what I'm saying? I don't want to go back on what God told me to do. So I'm going to pray through and trust God that you're going to do what you said. You're going to you're help me live this life of faith because you promised you would take care of me and my family and my needs and, my, and, and the ministry. Because in the day, who do I want to get, get the glory? The Lord. So if you've got to use me, God, and put me through this, 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 this emotional turmoil, this, this emotional roller coaster, I'll go through that. To show the world that I can depend on you. So my desire is that God, you be glorified. 
my prayer is that, God, I'm depending completely on you. God, I don't know how we're going to build the New Seasons Global Network. How are we going to plant a church in every city, every state, every state in America? Listen, I'm telling you, every state, my desire is at least to plant at least 52 churches. I want one every state in the union. I want one in, in Omaha. I want one in, in uh, uh, Nebraska. I want one in Wisconsin. I want one in, in, in Idaho. I want one in, in, in North Dakota. <laughs> I can't wait to go to New Season, North Dakota, see what that's going to be like. <laughs> I, I even want one in Texas, Lord. They need, they, they need salvation, too. <laughs> I want one in New Mexico, Arizona. I can't wait to New Season, Hawaii, because I'm going there. I'm definitely going to go there. In Puerto Rico, I, that's the state, too. I'm going to Puerto Rico. I mean, I want one in every single state in the union. Why do you want it, A.B.? Guess what? I want people to know that they're fearfully what? They're the what? And they are? If I get that in every state of the union, we just might change the states. And if each of those churches plant 50 churches, and so on and so on and so on, Guess what we could do? Change the culture. That's the goal. My goal. Let me tell you something. I went to. I went to. Um, I'm back here. I went to. Um, Salt Lake, Utah. Um, you ever want to really get motivated as a Christian? Go to Utah. Go, go see the Mormon ch- Tabernacle. Incredible. Almost. <laughs> Deacon Paul, I'll give me a white shirt and black towel. And it broke his leg to the point where he had to cut his knee off. He had to cut, cut the leg off to, 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 to the stub. So here he is, no leg, well, leg's gone. But he said the temple must be complete. And I'm part of building the temple. Deacon John, he took a wood, he took a wood, a broomstick, broke it, topped it in his leg, walked 25 miles back to Utah, climbed the ladder at the top steeple at the Mormon Tabernacle and wrote, unto the Lord himself. You go there today on the top of the Mormon Tabernacle, the original one, you'll see inscribed, unto the Lord by the man who walked 25 miles on a wooden leg. Is that dedication or what? I'm like, man, what? They doing that for a lie. We won't even give, I was in, in Florida. It's hot in Florida. Them little Mormons, white shirt, black tie, and them bicycles, up and down for a lie. We got the truth of God's word, and we'll hardly go next door. What are you praying about? And finally, here's my last thing. I got to ask, am I praying for me and my team goals? 
I want you to pray. Go back. I'm going to work back a little bit more. What are your goals? And are you praying for new seasons goals? Every Wednesday night, an entire month, until God changes it, we got a prayer meeting going on Wednesday. Listen, Elk Home, I know it's Elk Home. I know it's Elk, this is the campus. But you know what? On Wednesday night, we're praying at Spring Valley from 7.15 to 8.15, one complete hour, come and pray. Until I get a packed out house, I'm not going to teach Bible study any, anymore because I want church to pray. Because if we're not a praying church, we're not depending upon God. And God made it real clear in my heart that unless, I'm, unless we're praying to him, why should I bless the church if you don't, you don't, you don't bless me? So I'm asking every, everybody to come at 7.15, 7 o'clock, leave the church. We can pray for an hour and cry out to God to bless our church. Because he, here's the last part I want you to understand. Faith and prayer are both what? But they what? That's what faith is. Faith and prayer are both what? But they what? We're going to pray. I'm in right now. We're going to pray. Faith and prayer are both invisible. But they make impossible things what? we got to believe that to the depths of our soul. That's what we're praying on Wednesday night. That's what we're going to pray right now. Where are you going? Where are you at? What's your goal? What's your desire? Don't get to be 51 and say, or, or don't be 18 and regret it. Don't be 22 and regret it. Whatever, where you are in your life, don't live your life and go, man, I wish I could have. No. You figure out where you are, make some adjustments, and get your goals. Get your dreams. Why? God is still here. There is nothing you can achieve in God. I am firmly committed to getting in your mind. There is nothing you cannot do in the hands and the power of our God. But you got to have faith. You got to have prayer. You got to believe he can do it. Let's pray. Let's stand and pray. Father God, the people in the sound of my voice, they love you. I pray, God, that they, 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 they know you. And God, today, help them understand their position. Give them some purpose. Show them the profit of it, God. Give them a promise, God. Oh, God, let them cry out to you in prayer that you would bless them. God, this nation is depending upon us to not just have a moment, but have a movement that would glorify and honor you. Help us be the kind of churches, the kind of ministries that literally turn this world upside down for you. That's our prayer. That's our goal. That's our desire. To glorify you and you alone. Help us as a ministry, God, to do just that. You will hear the words together. Well done, not good, and faithful servant. We love you. We honor you, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Bless y'all. Love y'all. See you Wednesday night.